Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. I'm so happy to be back and today we continue learning the book of Hodot HaLevavot, Duties of the Heart of Rabbi Bahia Ibn Pakuda. We are right now in chapter 4 of, 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 of the book of Emunah, of Pitahon of trusting God and today Rabbi Pakuda is telling us that there is another group of people that obtain a, that obtain great wealth this if you look at the class the last class he's talking about the type of people that are wealthy that why do what drives them to become rich today he's tr talking about another group of, of, of people and these people that what drives them to become rich is that they need they're honor-seeking people. They want people to honor them. They need kudos and honor from what they receive. And they hope to become a byword for wealth. Um, they want to become a Rothschild. They want to become a, a Bill Gates. They want to become billionaires or trillionaires. It's not even millionaire anymore. People are not content with the millions. And, they, and this is a consequence no matter how much they have. The problem here and what is sad is that they're always seeking more and, 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 and they're never content. It's like these people that are always seeking for honor, it's like they're running after honor and the honor eludes them. It's like the more they run afterward, after it, the, the farther away it gets from them. It is harder to get there. So the more they have, the more honor and respect they imagine they will receive. And that is what drives them. And this profound character flaw, which is really a bad character trait, flaw, this blinds them to what truly secure honor in this world and the next. So in the Pirkei Avot, it says who is honorable, uh, the one that honors others. A person that is always giving honor to other people, this is a person that other people will honor. But we cannot think that because we're super rich or super famous or super beautiful, people are gonna come honoring us. This is not the way it works. So the source of this mistake is that ignorant people shower flattery and respect on the super rich. It says that people that honor the rich people really comes from an ignorant part of themselves. They're ignorant people. They don't understand what really is important in life and what really deserves honor. And I'm not saying that maybe a person that is super rich deserves the honor. There, I know many people that have a lot of money and they do amazing things with their money and they help millions of people and they build schools and they build things and they're really, and the way they live their lives is exemplary. They, they live a beautiful lives with beautiful families and they give a great example and inspiration to everybody around them. They keep themselves humble. But this is not the group of people that Rabbi Pakuda is addressing today. So you must not make the mistake of believing this honor is real or deserved. If society declares that it admires and values the rich, it only means it admires and values their money. So what their value, the value is in the money, in the amount of, 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 of money a person has, but the value is not given to the person. So sadly, if a person, God forbid, loses all his money, eh, then he's no, a nobody. Like, it's sad that you give uh, a price to a person according to his, his, uh, his money and not on the human side of that person's worth. So uh, here Rabbi Eliyahu Dessler 
uh, addresses this idea in, in an essay entitled Hamashal Vehamimshol, uh, uh, which translates pretense and reality. And Rabbi Desler points out to the fact that a mashal or a, is a story that never happened in function and purpose is to illustrate and bring to life something that did does uh, pretense and reality. So th there's many rabbis that say, I'm gonna give a mashal. A mashal really is a story that never happened, but it gives an idea or explains what the rabbi is trying to teach the people. So Rabbi Desler writes of children who spend their playtime pretending, like you see little kids, they're pretending to be mom, they're pretending to be dad, they're pretending to be an astronaut, they're pretending to be a nurse, a doctor, they're always praying, uh, playing pretend game. And the, 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 when they grow up older, you see that many people stay in the pretend game. Many people still live a life of pretend and they never get themselves serious and they never real, live the reality of life. They, they stay in make-believe. And the people, for example, enjoy, receive, kavod, honor and respect. And he writes, surely respect is only really valuable if it is deserved and you are worthy of it. So to be honored, really, it only should come when a person really deserves the honor, when a person has really showed a, a, an exemplary part of himself that he's being honored for that. But to be honoring people because of their wealth, it's a pretend game, it's a facade. And it says, he says that there are some whose attachment to pretense is so intense that they're even willing to buy it with money. In buying honor, everyone knows, and sometimes even they admit to themselves, uh, that others are not in the slightest interested in giving them honor, only in getting their money. And it's very sad, I think it must be so sad for a person that is wealthy to know that people are behind them just because of their money and not because of their worth, not because of who they are as a human being. So since those who are obsessed with honor seek it by pursuing wealth, this leads them to a second mistake. They become absorbed in the pursuit of wealth for the sake of their ultimate goal of prestige. So the only reason they're pursuing uh, wealth is because they have an insecurity. Their, their self-esteem is so low, they feel worthless. They really don't feel that they uh, deserve anything so they feel that if they're not rich then they're not going to be worthy of honor so they neglect to thank him uh, Hashem for all the blessing he has given them the, these blessings of course are what make the accum accumulation of their fortune possible and achievable so the sad part is that when a person is seeking honor and is seeking money in, in, in the pursuit of honor and eventually he becomes a rich person this person forgets where this money is coming from and he forgets to be grateful to God and to thank God for the goodness that he gives him so you will often find that those obsessed with becoming rich to gain respect sometimes achieve their goal some secure it through the, the through an inheritance or by winning a lottery sometimes they don't it's not after work then they believe that it was the inheritance or lottery that gave them their money so they say oh i'm so lucky my mother left me so much money or my father or my uncle or the uncle that never had kids he left me all this money but they don't come to realize that really the goodness comes from God and that he's the one that sends them the money and they forget to, to thank Hashem and this makes these people uh, haughty and proud which is a very very bad midot and uh, at the end of the day they will become bitter bitter people 
So he says here <clears throat> in some insights of this book that I found that is amazing, it's called Refuas Halef by Rabbi Yossi Rubenstein. He says that those who honor me are worthy of honor. One of, and he says that one of his uh, students once pointed to him a paradox in the Talmud teaching, anyone who chases after honor will find that it runs away from him. If someone runs away from honor, he will find that it runs after him. So uh, this is in Eruvim 13b. What it's saying is that when you're chasing after honor, the honor is running away from you. But when you're running away from honor, honor is running uh, to chase you. He wa it wants to catch you. So the Talmud commented, if that's true, then it doesn't matter what you're doing. Whether you're fleeing honor or chasing honor, you'll always be the same distance away from it. So my Talmud, says uh, Rabbi uh, Rubinstein, the Talmud uh, explained that the Mishnah that does not contain a paradox, it contains an irony. It's an irony. It's funny. God makes fun of us. And you see, they said, when you grow older, you slow down. When you grow older, you're not as fast as when you were young. So you're not running. And if you've been chasing after Kavod, if you're a person that all your life you were running after honor, then you're going to become slower. Then the honor is going to take, uh, it's going to go farther away from you. But if you were not chasing after honor, you were running away from it, and you're going to become slow, slow, slower, then the honor is going to catch up with you. So, so it says here that uh, imagine that uh, Rabbi Pakuda, he gives us this uh, analogy that imagine that yourself, yourself you're, you're going through a desert and you're thirsty, 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 and you're so thirsty, and then suddenly you come to a, to a, to, to a well filled with water, water, but this well, the water is salty. It's like a mixture of, of, of sweet water with salty water, and it's bitter and rank. And despite yeah, that, you drink it because you're so thirsty and you don't know if you're gonna find more water. So you say, okay, I found water, I'm gonna take it. And then you continue walking and a few feet after you find a spring of water with fresh, delicious, sweet water. And, uh, and you say, oh, why didn't I wait? I regret drinking that, that salty water. I should have waited. I should have known better. So it's the same with those who devote all their energy to acquiring money through the first opportunity that comes their way. It may require of them every ounce of their time and effort, which they are happy to give. So you see people, they get into this business, they get into that business, they, 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 they're, they're, they put all their effort in it, then some, some moment later, an easier business comes their way where, where they can find, they can earn more money and they're gonna be regretting that they did the other business. They're never gonna be content, they're always gonna be upset. And, and, and they're upset because it could have come to them happier, eh, easier. So, what the, 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 the Rabbi Pakuda is teaching us here is that through Shmuel, that nothing can prevent Hashem helping either a lot or a little. Like, we can never regret what we do. We can never say, oh, I should have, shouldn't have not drank this water, I should have waited, or I shouldn't have gotten into this very hard business, I should have waited. Never regret what you do, 
because at the end of the day the one that provides to you is Hashem he'll give it to you either easy or hard it's up to he's the one that provides so if you have to put your effort at a certain point or you have to have a bitter water at a certain point this is from God so never regret what what what's in your way and then and he says that there is another essential fact and perspective that anyone who is certain that Hashem controls his financial affairs and destiny knows and it is this when your livelihood and the income you need fails to appear you you say to yourself Hashem brought me into this world at a specific time and hour not one second before not one second later and similarly he has calculated that my income should not appear at this time and he is delaying it until a different day and time and this is a, a good way to look at things you know it's interesting God puts what you need at the moment you need it. He knows exactly when you're going to need what you're going to need. I remember that the, uh, a couple, they were going to marry their daughter and they were lacking money. They, it was very hard for them to, to pay whatever they had to pay for that wedding. And suddenly they got a return tax, a, 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 a check in the mail from the IRS returning some extra taxes that they had paid five years ago. So they got in this return tax the exact money they needed to pay for that wedding. So Hashem, there's no mistakes. They, they didn't even realize. They paid extra uh, to the taxes, to the IRS, without knowing. For five years, their money was there. They didn't even have an idea that they had paid extra. And then, the, the minute that they needed it the most, Hashem returned it to them so that they could pay for that wedding. So Hashem was holding that money for them for five years without them knowing. So the moment they needed it, Hashem was going to give it to them. This is, this is how we have to look at, at, at the world. This is how we have to look at life. So if you really have certainty and trust in Hashem, you will know that the reason your income is reduced or perhaps merely delayed is based on his knowledge of what will be good for you. So even if you have less money, even if you're going through a hard time, you have to know this is good for you. Hashem has a plan, has a plan for you, and you have to trust that he knows better than us. So, so, the, so this is true even if the situation remains the same until uh, your dying day. You know, I see people that they feel bad, they feel they're poor, they feel they don't have enough, uh, they're, they're struggling, but you see they still have their house, they still have their, their roof on their head, they still have food in their fridge, they still have a car, they still have a job. You know, this is what you have to look at in life. It's not what you don't have, look at what you do have. So this perspective gains a person's ultimate reward. That is what our forefathers were told in the desert when their sustenance came in precisely that way with the manna. We know that Hashem gave a person what exactly what they needed to eat that day and if a person would be hardy, uh, greedy and he would take extra and put it away for later then this this mana would become uh, moldy and it would be ruined and he could never enjoy it so the same way Hashem gives everybody the, the exact amount of what he needs in that day so so it says here that in the case of uh, if you are a bal bitajon, if you're a person with, with, with trust, you will say to yourself, Hashem who created me with specific appearance, shape and personality knows in a way 
I can fathom that my income should come in this specific way too. So we have to be humble about this and know, you know, I, in hardships, in hard times, I've always told myself, if Hashem has taken care of me till today, why would He not keep taking care of me? You know, when we realize that God is the one that takes care of us and we look at our lives and we see that nothing has been missing, maybe we don't have excess, maybe we don't have all these things we would want to, but we're Baruch Hashem, we have everything we need. And you say, thank you, God. Thank you for taking care of me every day of my life. I know right now I, I don't have as much as I would want, but I know you're taking care of me. When your gratitude comes out, then you'll see that Hashem will take care of you every day of your life. As it says in Tehillim, Hashem is just in all his ways. So I leave you here. I wish you a blessed week. And remember, live a little higher. Thank you.